I decided I'm gonna take this guy serious. I'm gonna see if I cut my credit cards and close all my accounts, would there be a change in me? And that's when the change happened, where I started cutting credit cards. I had a credit card party with my sons. You are listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javet, a podcast that presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. Here is your host. Hello and welcome back to Our Urban Voices. I'm your host, Dr. Alphonse Javed. I am joined by financial coach, Zamri Texeda. Our topic today focuses on the importance of uh, healthy finances, especially in the urban setting. Um, after beginning her own journey to become debt-free, uh, Zamri began helping family and friends do the same. She found joy in seeing people accomplish their goals and living life to the fullest, and now volunteers as a financial coach to help people achieve financial freedom. She also works as a commercial and uh, ship operations uh, executive assistant for a maritime company with a background in maritime purchasing and insurance claims. This includes monitoring operating costs and tracking budgets for vessels. She lives in the metro New York area. Thank you so much for joining us today. Zamri, how are you today? Hi, how are you? Thank you so much, Dr. Alfonso, for having me here today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So before we start, um, please tell us a little bit about your family. And um, my thought behind that is people need to know that we are human. It will, it makes us relatable. So for our audience, please uh, tell us a little bit about your family. Yes, um, I'm a family. I'm a blended family of seven. So um, we have a lot of teenagers running around in our house. I'm a mother of two, an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old. I'm a stepmom of three, um, 21-year-old daughter, and two boys, 18 and 14. My husband and I have been married for 10 years. Um, Bilal and I do not have kids in common. We are decided, we decided to raise our kids together. Um, in my house, we have two different cultures. My husband is Lebanese Arabic. I'm Spanish. We speak two languages and we have two religions. So yeah. in between all that, we are raising teenagers, helping them cope with the culture and the changes. And it's a lot of fun, a lot of busyness and a lot of questions. Wow. Uh, to start off, uh, please tell us uh, uh, some more about your own debt-free journey and how you begin coaching. So five years ago, um, I was working in the maritime industry and I was sitting down in my desk and I was paying my student loan debt. And I realized that my son, my oldest son, was a freshman in high school. And then I had I came to a realization that I don't have college money for my son, that he's about to go into the journey of four years of high school and four mm-hmm. years is around the corners. It, it moves fast. Mm-hmm. Then in that moment, there was this realization that I don't have the money for college for my son, that I won't be able to help him and that he'll be in the same situation as me, paying student loan. And it was in that moment that I got... Um, angry at my situation, angry at my debt, and I determined that I needed to do something about it, that um, I had four years to get out of my student loan debt, my car payments, you know, loans, credit cards, and everything. And, you know, that's how my journey started. I I opened a book from Dave Ramsey, and I read his book, and I started organizing things. And two years passed into that journey, 
And there was changes, but I wanted like major changes, like greater changes. I knew there was something missing. So I decided to go back and read the book. And then in that second reading, I realized that I didn't cut my credit cards. There was a radical change that you needed to make. It was like, cut your credit card and really monitor your behavior and your habits, right? So that's when I decided, I'm going to take this guy serious. I'm going to see if I cut my credit cards and close all my accounts, would there be a change in me? And that's when the change happened, where I started cutting credit cards. I had a credit card party with my sons, and we just started cutting the credit cards. And my kids were looking at me like, you know, is she going crazy? What's going on? Um, And there, they started also learning the behaviors and the habits. When they would ask me for something, I would be like, let's see if it's in the budget, you know? And my kids were like, shock. It's like, what do you mean in the budget? Don't you have a credit card? There's a magic card that says yes to everything. And there I was going through the through the motions of it and learning my behaviors and my habits that needed to change. In the middle of the pandemic, we were all at home, right? I'm changing. I'm almost done with my debt-free journey. Um, my company was purchased by another company. And people start the motion, you know, are they going to keep me? Are we going to lose our job? And here I am, you know, almost at the end of my, my journey, I'm like, maybe $5,000, you know, student loan that I need to finish. Student loans were, at, you know, they paused them. We didn't have to pay them. And my husband said, just send them the $5,000. Just close everything because we don't know what's going to happen with your job. And at that moment, I realized that my kid is a senior in high school and I had finished my journey in three years. And I had one year to come up with, you know, at least community college. I said, at least you know, the funds of the community college, if he decides to go there. And that's where my, my, my journey continued. And then I saw a post um, in Facebook. I was looking into doing family therapists. I was looking into helping families, but I kept thinking, oh, you're going to go back to college. It's going to be 30,000, you know, dollars. Do you want to head there? And I was like, I can't do $30,000 of, of debt again, right? Because I'm out of debt. Then I said, well, what about if you become a life coach? And I said, um, maybe, yes, no. And then the Dave Ramsey program showed up in my Facebook saying, would you like to become a financial coach? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Let me let me look into it. I have time during the pandemic and I end up taking the course. I end up getting certified in the middle of the pandemic. And then I had a meeting with my major family down in North Carolina and we sat in this big table and my sisters came and my mom came and I opened my computer and I said, we're going to talk about money today. We're going to talk about how much money and how much debt we have. And that was the first sit down conversation that I had with my family about money and what are the things that, that we could change, that we could improve, creating Excel sheets for them, creating budgets and, and holding each one of them accountable for what they're telling me, like, you're going to do this. And from there and seeing my family excitement, my sister paying on some of her debt and, and, you know, targeting her student loan um, debt now, my mom and my stepdad getting out of debt. It's like, wow, I, you know, I could do this. And I started telling friends and coworkers and I would sit with them and I would try to help them. And then, you know, I want to say 12 months into it, I decided to open my own business of financial coaching and to do it on the side with the heart of ministry too. Like, um, it's a tough topic. And that's how my journey started. And then I just started 
um, attached with the program of Dave Ramsey, getting leads and helping people and getting them organized to, to bring hope back into their life that you don't have to live like this, you, you know, and you don't have to feel guilt or shame about it, but there's something that you could do about it. So what is the first step to become debt-free? And can you talk us through the process that you uh, guide people through uh, to becoming debt-free? So the first step that people will have before getting, before I even show up to the conversation is they have to determine that something has to change. They have to come to a realization. I need help. This has to change. I cannot live like this anymore, right? The same way that I had that encounter that I hated my debt. I need to change. People have to have their own encounter that enough is enough with my debt. Enough, Enough is enough. So once they make that realization, then they're ready to look for help. They're ready to work the plan. They're ready to create plans. They're ready to open to change, open to the opinion of other people, open to learn, right? So when we sit down together, the people will come through a consultation and I start asking them questions, where you are, what's happening, how much debt you have. And as they book me and they stay with me, they they go on board with me with the program that I offer them. Um, the first thing I have them write is why, why do you want to be debt free? What is your why behind, right? Like for me personally, my why was to help my kids. My motivation was I need to get out of debt so that I could help my son get into college. I need to get out of debt. I have to do a budget because I want to help my son get, you know, go to college. So when people find their why, I want to be out of debt because I'm stressed out. I'm tired of the anxiety. I want to get out of debt because I want to buy a home. I want to change, you know, my my legacy. Then we could start working on creating a budget. A mm. budget without a why has no purpose because it's mm. like a lot of homework. I have to do this and I have to do that, right? And people start to slack off because they don't have a why behind. There has to be a goal, a target that you're going to create this budget and you're going to stick to it because you want to reach that goal, right? And that's when we sit down and we start practicing. Okay, let's talk about your budget. Let's create a mock budget, just a budget that you would spend regularly every month. And through that meeting, what we do is, okay, we're looking at what are some of the behaviors? What are some of the things that this person likes to do, right? What's some of the things that they really love to do and they get into debt with, right? And let's talk about those things. And it's more like behavior Let's go deeper. Let's talk about why do you do this, right? What was the first time? Was it in childhood? Was it when you was a teenager? You know, where is this passion coming from, right? Because if their mindset and their behavior are not right, they're going to continue to do it, right? It's not about the math, right? It's 80% behavior, like Dave Ramsey said, and 20% math, right? You have your income, minus your expenses, then you have leftover money. That's not the problem. People know how to do math is the behavior behind the purchase. Why do you like to purchase this, this thing? Why do you like to go on vacation and take three vacations a year? Is it because you're running from something? Is it because you feel emotionally drained, right? And then you start correcting that behavior, that mindset, that emotional um, purchase that is driving them to get there. Then from there, we start growing. We, we do, um, hey, how are we going to plan to get out of the credit cards? We save $1,000 and we start shifting them from, you can use the credit card, you have an emergency account, use the cash, remove yourself from the credit card. 
And then it starts the process of why, why do we need to save? What do we plan for the future in advance, right? And you remove them from the society that is, you know, buy, buy now, pay later, buy now, pay later to like, you only do what you have with cash. You have cash, you go on the vacation. You have, you know, you save for this um, for Christmas and you save enough month because Christmas is the same day every year. And then in November, we have everybody running around saying, okay, how much money I need, right? But you knew from January that December 25th is Christmas. How can we plan better? So you don't feel overwhelmed that you couldn't make those purchases. Or when you come out of Christmas, you feel, oh my God, I have two, $3,000 on my credit card because I I bought gifts for everybody. Now you feel guilty and you feel like you have to rush. Mm -hmm. And it takes the joy out of, your mm-hmm. purchase and, and give into your family, right? Yeah. And then we we start the process where we create a roadmap to their dreams. You know, this is a roadmap that you have to take to get out of debt. This is your debt. How we're gonna plan it? What the target that what what am, what am I holding you accountable for? What is the thing that you're struggling? Tell me what is the thing that you're struggling, and that's what I'm gonna hold you accountable. Yeah. And then we have meetings. We have checking. You know, did you do your homework? Where are you? Did you get stuck? Why did you get stuck? You know, what is happening in your life? So it's, it's building a relationship, a personal, intimate relationship and, and having that opportunity to be honest and transparent with them in love, right? Like you want to tell them, hey, if you continue like this, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. If you continue like this, what do you think is going to happen if you stay in this debt, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just having them realize that this needs to change. We need to take control of it. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the biggest hurdles for those for starting financial coaching? The biggest one that I see is the mindset. Yeah. The fear, the fear to know how much I really owe. Like how much is my total balance of the debt? That's the biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Right? They sometimes fear that they're not good with the budget. Oh, I'm not good with this. Right. And I, I tell them it takes practice. It takes time. It's going to take a couple of months to adjust living on a budget. Right. But the main one is the fear mindsets, you know, the home that they grew up. How was you, how was your home growing up? Were they open about conversations about money? Were they not open? Were they always struggling? Right. If it was a home that was always struggling and, um, they have those fears. So, you know, their mindsets changes. So it's just discovering where are you and them open, being open to reading books, right? Yeah. Reading books about finance and relationship and, and, and behavior habits, right? Um, one of the books that I give my, my, my students and my clients is the atomic habit, right? It's, it's a small change of habits. It's, it just starts small, right? We, we try to do everything at once. We want to do the budget, the savings, the paying off debt, putting the kids in college. It's just, let's narrow it down. Let's look at what it is. What are some of the fears? And can we just put them from the greatest thing that you need to accomplish right now to the least one, right? What is the most important one? And it's just having that organization for them, for them to see it. Yeah, yeah. So you coach uh, uh, people from New York uh, metro area, New York City metro area. Uh, what financial cha- challenges are unique to urban settings, if any? So in the urban setting, in big city like New York City, one of them is like, can I trust you, right? Right. That trust, because there's so many people doing everything. There's there's people telling you, yes, get out of that here. No, do this and do that. Can I trust you, Samari, that yeah. you would help me, right? 
Um, another thing is New York City is very expensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Inflation and everything is like, can I afford your fees of matter? Right. Um, that's another thing. Can I afford it? Is this really worth it? Right. Like, can she really help me? Is one of the things that I have to talk to them one by one. Right. And as I help them break those barriers, it's like, well, you could take my class and we could date for nine weeks, right? Like you could take the class. It's a free class. We could date for nine weeks. And then you determine if you want to hire me as a coach, right? And I think that puts them in a setting that is a group. They're going to see me with different people. And it's just like breaking those layers, like breaking them and telling them I'm here for you. I'm not here to, to you know, a big name, my money, you know, but I'm here for you. Like, I want to help you and I want to make a difference in your life. How can I help you? Mm. Would you like some help with that? Mm-hmm. Right. Is always the question for them. Yeah. Time is another thing in New York City. Everybody's busy with life, work, kids. Um, are they flexible? Do they have the time to sit with me once a month, twice a month, you know, mm-hmm. to really go over what's happening in their life? Mm-hmm. Um, people say yes. And um, sometimes they don't have the time because mm-hmm. they're busy with audit season. They're busy with their family, with the kids. You know, the kids have like four or five different activities that they have to run through. Um, so having time, I think, in, in such a busy city like New York City, um, I see that also that could be a barrier for people to make this decision. Mm-hmm. Do you have any specific financial advice for ministry leaders? Yes, I have a heart for pastors. Um you know, pastors, youth pastors, worship leaders, you know, a lot of them are being underpaid, right? They're also struggling financially to stay in ministry, to stay doing what their passion, what they call to do, right? Mm-hmm. So like calling pastors out to, to take the classes, to get their own financial coaches and to start working. And, and pastors who also bring um, workshops to the churches, have one day workshop where the pastor's there, the people, the congregation is there, and we're talking about money, right? We're not talking about numbers. We're talking about behavior, habits, money, budget, right? Some of the ideas, destroying those those areas where the people are struggling, you know, and helping their congregation, right? Like those mindsets, again, how can we destroy them? How can we work for them? And how can we help them moving forward? Um, there's resources out there for the church. Like, for example, um, they could have a financial peace university class. They could, it's totally free. They could have somebody in the church that will, is willing to step up and coordinate the class. They could share the videos in Zoom for free. Um, and people could come to the class. Again, this is what I'm doing right now with um, Times Square Church. Times Square Church has an amazing platform that you could use. Um, I was getting a lot of single moms that couldn't afford the class, couldn't afford the coaching. And I was looking for a platform that I could teach the class for free through Zoom. And as soon as I put it up there, that is free, that is in Zoom, the single mom started coming to the to the classes, right? And it opened up a whole new um, set of different churches coming to the classes and people coming to the classes. Um, and you could see their, their changes while they're in the class, talking to each other, encouraging one another. We pray with each other. This is what I love so much, the Financial Peace University course, because it's, it's Bible-centered and focused. So you could invite a family member that does not know Jesus, and he could, the person could come to the class. He or she could come to the class, and we pray at the beginning, we pray at the end, 
We talk about our faith. And the last lesson of Dave Ramsey presents the gospel, you know, completely like the gift of salvation. So we preparing ourselves through those weeks to share the gospel also for the people that did not believe in, in Christ. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a lot of tools that you could use. There's a lot of websites, videos that, that ministers could use to help their congregation. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Zamri, why is it so important for Christians in particular to become debt-free? Why? Yeah, I love this question. Um, we Christian, right? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So whoever believed in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Mm-hmm. Jesus paid the, the, the sacrifice to set us free from the debt that we have to God, right? Like we have this huge debt. Christ comes, saved us, set us free. And yet here in the world, we are still, you know, slaves to, to debt. We're walking in this um, bondage of, of debt, right? Um, Proverbs 22, 7 says, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is a slave to the lender, right? Jesus talks all about money in, in the Bible, right? Um, we are created in the image of God. We are created to give and to help others. If our money as Christian is attached to car payments, credit cards, vacations, personal loan, right? If our focus is only on that and our debt is growing, the interest is going to the big corporations, the big companies, right? It takes the opportunity for us to bring money back into the kingdom of God. And it's not only like to give to the church, right? Like, because some people might say, well, you know, the church is benefiting, we give them the 10%, but we are called to help people wherever God is putting us, right? Like if I'm in the supermarket and there's somebody struggling to buy their groceries, I'm supposed to somehow help as a Christian to share the light of, of the world, right? To share Christ and be like, hey, God wants to bless you today with groceries. Let me help you. I have a huge heart for single moms. And that's my goal. If I'm debt free, I could help single moms. I was a single mom once, you know, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of um, going on with their life and they're just struggling emotionally, mentally, you name it, right? So I want to help them. I want to bless them. But my my finance had to be in order in order to help them with a gift. Let's do the nails. The, let's do our hair, right? Like Things like that that are simple. They have to be, we have to be generous, right? Like again, um, he set us free and there's this generosity in our hearts as Christians to be like God and to be Christ-like to the world. Can you provide advice for anyone who wants to start working to improve their financial situation? I would say do not wait, right? Do not wait. Just create a budget. Write down your debt, right? Like the longer you wait and procrastinate and just hide it, hide it. What I hear a lot in my classes is I wish I knew this early. I wish I took this class earlier, right? But because we were people, we were procrastinating because we're so afraid of seeing the bottom number that we owe. And then to see that number impact us, the more we wait, you know, the longer maybe that number could be, the right. bigger that number could be. So if you stop today for a minute and say, you know what, I want to check how much I, I owe out there and how can I change this one step at a time, right? Right. right. Yeah. And then you won't be in that shame and regret. Oh, I should have yeah. done this three years ago. That's what I heard today from from our consultation. I should have done this two years ago, is what she told me. You know, so it's like, do not wait. 
do it now, do it today. And then, you know, one step at a time. And then we, you know, figure out what's the next step, you know, in your journey. Uh, before we close out today's episode, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, yes, I would like to say prayer. Prayer is the key. God, our father, he owns everything. He's in charge of everything. He controls everything. The Bible says that he controls the hearts of kings, right? Like um, we got ourselves into this debt and he could help us with wisdom. He could put the right person next to us. He could move in the heart of the IRS if it's possible mm-hmm. to send us any checks, anybody that owes us money, right? So I always tell people prayer. Every time I see what a, a consultation, I don't know if they're safe or not, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, at the end, he's like, is it okay that I could pray with you? And so far, nobody has said no. no. I sit with Muslims. I had sit with Jewish. I had sit with people that are in the same sex relationship and they never have said no. And so mm-hmm. prayer, people with financial needs right now, personal finance, you know, they could use prayer and, and start praying. God, show me, help me, lead me. Give me wisdom to get rid of this debt. You know, what is the first thing that I should do? What is the second thing? And who can I talk to, right? Because sometimes we just continue and, and we're so ashamed to go get help. Who can I talk to that is probably struggling that we could do it together and help each other? So prayer is very powerful, definitely. That's awesome. So if listeners wants to get in touch with you, what are the easiest ways? So they could go into my website is samarifinancialcoach.com. My email is samari.financialcoach at gmail.com. And they could text me or call me at my phone number is 914-308-5525. Great. That will also be included in the episode description. And uh, for the last thing, because we talk about heavy topics, I'd like to ask you to tell us a joke to lighten the mood. Let's close with a good joke. So I was thinking of the jokes and I, I wanted to do a financial joke, but I couldn't find a financial joke. So I, I said, let me do a Jesus joke that has to do maybe with finance. So um, the question is, what kind of car will Jesus drive? What kind of? He would drive a Chrysler. Oh, very nice. I like that. Nice. Is that a, I'm not promoting the Chryslers, but you know. No, that's a good one. I like it. That's good. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show again. That was Amari Texaida, financial coach. And thank you to all our listeners. We truly could not do this without you. If uh, you learned something, have a topic suggestion, or would like to leave us feedback, drop us a note at oururbanvoices.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave an honest review wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in next week for more honest discussions from diverse voices. You've been listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javed, which presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. Please check back for new episodes every week.